This is your host Shane with Mountain Crypto. Today we are going to try to talk about all kinds of topics. We are going to talk about Bitcoin, if it's going to reach new highs up to $10,000 in the not too distant future. Are we building up for that? Uh, We're going to talk about quite a bit of different news that has a positive impact on cryptocurrency as a whole. Uh, We're also going to spend a little bit of time talking about DeFi as well and anything else that we think of along the way. So... Um, Thanks for listening to our commercial at the beginning. That helps support the channel. We do appreciate that. Also, our disclaimer is this is not financial advice. It's not advice of any kind. It's just our opinion, uh, just what we're doing, what we're thinking about, things that interest us. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind. So let's get right into it, guys. Um, What should we talk about first? I think we shall talk about some of the hot topics in the news right now. Um, One of them, let's see, darn it, got everything messed up here. Um, The crypto market, uh, Bitcoin right now is going for $9,313. It's up about 2.5% today. Everything's really green um, for the most part in the market, so that's good news for those of us that are Bitcoin... um, somewhat maximalist and also ethereum's up over 176 so that's pretty good as well now crypto news um you know we've talked about a lot of things this month about the bank of england you know adopting digital currency we talked about square winning a patent for a fiat to crypto payment network um We've talked about, you know, different things happening in different countries. Now, I want to kind of backtrack for a minute because if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that when we had the drop last month, um, I wasn't really expecting that. I had been predicting that we would grow steadily um, come um, December, especially. And um, from that point on, we would grow on through to the time of the happening. And it didn't happen in December. We had a drop. Um, It's happening now, so I was a month late, and that would make me wrong. But uh, it is building now, so and but the reason that we probably saw a lot of that drop, even though we had all these investments putting money into cryptocurrency, such as backed and fidelity and grayscale and all these other things that are going in there, um, there was an interesting article on the cryptocurrency news on January 21st where they actually noted that the blockchain investments in China dropped 40.8% in 2019. And I think a lot of that happened in the last part of the year when there was so much um, issues with the regulation and who could have it and who could not have it and all those sort of things. So I think that played a pretty big role in it because in Asia and China that is really where most of the cryptocurrency um, action is taking place. So us here in the U.S. and Europe, we're we're important, and we do put a lot of money into it, but uh, I think that uh, China does have a pretty big play in it, um, and they can move markets. So um, one of the other things I thought was pretty positive, and it's another piece of older news that I picked up off of uh, coin currency, news.com is that Gemini launched a crypto insurance company so that they could, you know, offer $200 million worth of coverage. So now this is happening um, with different cryptocurrencies all over, like the Celsius wallet. They have um, insured 
you know, millions of dollars worth of their funds through Lloyd's of London. And I've talked about um, the Celsius wallet. One of my videos, I've got a link, affiliate link on there, but I think it's pretty good. The only thing I don't like about it is um, I do like that it pays interest and you can take the, your money out and the management is very good on the Celsius wallet. The only thing I don't like is that the the interest rate comes out last. So you have to take everything out of the wallet and then you can finally get the interest Um but, uh, you know, it may be just something you just pull the money out in six months or a year or whatever and then put it back in again, and that way you can collect the, the, inch, the interest. But that's kind of digressing. Let's get back into some of our topics here. Um, another big item I thought was the executives at Coinbase and Ripple. Um, they are, um, this is from yesterday, the 27th, on uh, dailyhodl.com. They are pushing to advance cryptocurrency adoption in the U.S. And these are, you know, these are some market movers here, right? The executives of Ripple and Coinbase are pushing that smart regulations will foster transparency and fairness in the world of cryptocurrency. And that's going to help. That's going to help with adoption and everything. So they have this market integrity working group, which is um, co-chaired by Coinbase Senior Director Associate General uh, Rachel N- Nelson, and then the Ripple Head of Global Institution Markets, Bernie uh, Magdion, and they want regulators to understand their role in advancing the blockchain and cryptocurrency. So this is their quote. To improve market integrity and provide customers the confidence they deserve, Congress may need to enact legislation to support the orderly and secure functioning of crypto markets. Such legislation could expand the Commodities Future Trading Commissions, the CFTC, and their authority to include the regulations and oversight of this digital commodity exchange. So when you look at the state-by-state here in America, how there's different rules and things like that, it's hard for these exchanges to remain compliant. So they state here again, another quote from them is that the the consumers and the exchanges deserve clear regulatory framework so that they can enhance the market, drive consumer adoption, and actually protect you know the consumer really. So that's a good thing. I think we're we're driving adoption. There's actually um, I need to get a drink of coffee here. Sorry. There's actually a meeting with the SCE that I read about. Um, it's I think it's going on this week or maybe even going on right now. And they're supposed to try and iron some of these things out. So it seems that what they're doing has had a positive effect. And I think we're going to see we're going to see some changes. So let's talk um, before we go into DeFi. Let's talk about Bitcoin. Okay, um, it has been going up. Now I have promised and disclosed in a video that I did uh, a week ago or so. I'm not doing many. I'm not really doing any videos per se. I'm giving most all my content here to the podcast because, as you know, YouTube really ticked me off for my cryptocurrency channel, um, which is under Mountain Crypto. If you want to look it up, there's like a hundred and something videos there. But what what I told them was I'm going to try and give more disclosure on what I'm doing. Um, I've always kind of kind of kept it kind of quiet, and I don't talk about too much what I'm doing. But I did mention that. Um, I've been investing in Fundrise, and um, it has been paying pretty good interest. And also, I think I've been telling everybody how I have a little bit in Tether, and uh, 
in doing some on Coinbase with the staking for Tezos. So uh, those are a couple of things that I talked about that I'm doing right now. And then, of course, I've talked to you guys about the Celsius wallet and stuff like that. So I may do a video where I actually pull up some screens and, and show some numbers and show some of what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm making, um, which is not a lot. But, um, you know, it's better than what I would get in the bank. And it, it might be something you're interested in checking out. So stay tuned for that. Okay. So, yes, the charts and the strength and the volume in Bitcoin, it's looking like it's going to continue to go up. I personally, my gut feeling um, was the momentum might pick up um, and we might continue up to um, $10,000 possibly this week. So we'll see if that holds true. I like to throw out a, you know, a guess, uh, you know, not a prediction so much, but a guesstimate of what happens and... Um, Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. So let's see how it happens. Let's see how it turns out this time. But I'm pretty sure. Um, as far as am I buying or am I not buying? Okay, well, that this month I have only bought, um, I put about 25 bucks a week into Bitcoin and sometimes more. If I come into some more money, I may put that in there. But regularly about 25 bucks. And what I do is I don't put it directly in Bitcoin, but I have it set aside for Bitcoin. So um, I set some money aside, and at the beginning of the month, um, Bitcoin was priced pretty well, and I actually bought about $50 worth. And then um, toward the end of the month, it started going up, uh, the middle of the month, the end of the month. So I have not bought any more Bitcoin this month. I invested in the fundraise, and I put an extra $100 in that uh, account. And I uh, had started it with uh, initially $500, and uh, so far this year, I've earned $2 off of that which is, you know, a pretty good interest. I think it's uh, been averaging about 10% over the last uh, 5 to 10 years. So it's pretty good. I like it. And um, that's about it as far as what I've been doing. And that is my thoughts on Bitcoin. I do believe it's going to hit 10,000. Um, yeah, it'll it'll do a little drop, but I think it's going to, you know, it'll pick up. It'll do a little, um, you know, 3 to 10% to hike. And then it'll do a little retracement, and then it'll do another one, and I think it's just going to move right up. I think this weekend we're going to see it go up quite a bit, and I'm thinking we might even touch $10,000 for a second or two um, by the end of this weekend or possibly the next week. So we'll see what happens. That's my prediction. All right. How does DeFi stack up? Okay. I went to L um, Elevate, which is spelled E-L-V-E-A-8, rather, E-L-E-V-8. And if you go to uh, Elevate, E-L-E-V-8, the number 8, C-O-N.com, um, you can look at their newsletters there. I went to one of their um, conferences in L.A. Um, last year. It was really good. They had a lot of great speakers there. And uh, it is pretty expensive to go, but if you're really into crypto, that might be something you want to go to at least one crypto convention sometime. They're not paying me anything to say that, and I have not been going lately, so they're not you know, comping me any tickets or anything like that. So, um, it's up to you if you want to check it out. All right. So their article that came out, um, on the 23rd, they talk about how does DeFi stack up? Now we've done topics on DeFi. We've talked about, um, different projects and, um, you know, the hope and, and everything. So they point out that there's 1.7 billion unbaked people globally. And I've heard numbers of even higher. They point out that one fifth of all Bitcoin is currently missing. Now, 
that could be it just hasn't moved in a long long time so I'm certainly a percentage of that one-fifth is gone forever um, and then they said in January the amount of money locked up in DeFi apps grew 20%. Okay, so that's a huge jump for one month for people to dump um, more money into to something into a, a, an app. So hopefully you know what DeFi is or decentralized finance. We know what hopefully decentralized cryptocurrency is. This is something that no one person controls. And um, it takes consensus before anything changes. It's not controlled by a government or by a um, company. So DeFi is an amazing thing about blockchain that where these exchanges that take place within a program um, for loans, for getting interest, for doing all these different things are really going to change um, and really do away with a lot of the need for banks. You know, uh, it can be done much more affordably and um, and much more profitable for those that are earning interest. It can make the loans more affordable. Um, just really, really um, something that we need. And it's building momentum. You can use it for borrowing, lending, stocks, bonds, tradable assets, insurance, asset storage, and several other areas as well. So if you look at the Ethereum DeFi world, you have services and companies that are covering a multitude of products that are going to put a lot of things out of business. So you have payments. Payments can be handled by a whole slew of companies. If you go check out that article there, you can see you have custodial services. We know um, Coinbase does custodial. That's where they hold your money safely um, in cold storage and uh, usually insure it. MetaMask is another name you might be uh, familiar with. Uh, My Ether Wallet's another name you might be familiar with. You have infrastructure. Infrastructure is being bit, uh, built by a slew of different companies to help you know m you know maintain these services. You have exchanges and liquidity, right? Um, Bancor maybe is familiar to some of you. Uh, there's a whole slew of them that that are doing this. And then investing, you have a lot of investing, and this is just done you know in a in a decentralized way. Um, I'm not too familiar with most of these companies, but uh, Swarm, Fetch, there's a whole slew of them you can look up on that subject. It's a whole subject within itself. You've got KYC, which is identity. Um, there's several companies that are involved in that. You have derivatives, where people are getting you know, paid these derivatives, several different companies that are taking place with that. You have marketplaces like Rarebits and other companies. You have all these stable coins that are poised to you know be used in transactions so that you know when you trade in and out of uh, an exchange you have something stable uh, of course we're familiar with gemini dollar usd coin a true usd and all these different coins and there's just a jillion of them die is another one they have die stable coin there's prediction markets maybe you're familiar with augur that's a coin that's offered on coinbase um, they are going to predict the market and uh, there'll be opportunities for profit within that. There's insurance. 
You've got uh, IX Ledger and other companies that are offering insurance. You've got credit and lending. Um, we talked about uh, the Celsius wallet. Um, there's several others that are out there that you can look in. Compound's been one that's been talked about a lot. So all these things are just really incredible. It's worth doing a lot of research on if you want to invest in something that's probably going to make an impact this year. Um, you should look into some of those things if that's what you're interested in. If you're you know looking to to reach outside of Bitcoin and uh, and Ethereum. To gain a better uh, understanding of the impact DeFi can have on the economic landscape, it's critical to see how it improves on our current centralized infrastructure. So the advantages of DeFi, um, the finances, is that there's a lot of benefits in blockchain technology. There's the, you know, you can do it anonymously. You, you have your money, you own them, they're yours. The bank can't seize them or take them. There's no central authority. They can't freeze your account. They can't block your transactions. There's accessibility. You know, sometimes you can only do something during Monday through business hours. No, crypto's 24 seven. Um, like those unbanked people, you know, you have access to this all the time just with your phone. So, um, Financial institutes don't have the incentive to target the, the unbanked, okay, um, because they just can't afford it. So because of that, the DeFi apps are so affordable that they can afford to reach these people. Also, there's a tradability um, such as tokenized assets. This is another popular aspect that DeFi could bring a lot of value to. So these tokens could represent part of a real estate investment or we've heard of stocks and gold and things like that. Um, DeFi enables investors to trade very efficiently because you're not required to commit to an entire high-valued investment at once. You have options to buy or sell or just a portion of, uh, say, like Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway. You could buy a fraction of that. And then transparency, the DeFi is publicly available, so you can keep the service providers honest. Um, you can see by looking at the Explorer, what the reserves of the DeFi are, and uh, you can search for loan rates. You can see what the transactions are. When I say you can look at the Explorer, I mean you can see what the transactions are and look at the public um, uh, figures. So the disadvantages, um, it's not perfect. So um, when individuals have complete control of their money, they could lose their keys. They could forget their passwords. They could mistype. They could you know, um, not be safe and maybe get hacked. And according to Wall Street, over one-fifth of Bitcoin are missing. So, you know, when other people jump in, uh, they will make mistakes and probably lose Bitcoin or cryptocurrency as well. So the complexity of the smart contracts um, opens up potential attacks that uh, we don't know exist yet. So this is a new technology. So, you know, that could be done. Uh, so I would definitely stick with the companies that are more insured and keep your investments very low on the ones that are more experimental and don't have that kind of insurance. All right. And then finally, the DeFi regulatory landscape. <laughs> you know, we don't know what's going to happen. The governments love the banks. They, they're putting uh, literally billions, uh, almost a trillion dollars in the banks lately, just printing money out of nowhere. So, you know, they're probably going to turn on this, but uh, I don't think there's any stopping the ones that are 
truly um, decentralized, all you can do is try to stop your citizens from from doing it. But then you're kind of doing a disservice to the population because they're being forced to pay these high outrageous um, prices through the banks and stuff. So hopefully the pressure will come to you know have some balance in the regulatory of the DeFi in in our country in America. But you know it's really time for the banks to. Um, to step aside, I think, and we we just have too many hands in the in the cookie jar, as it were. So, yeah, DeFi is really moving. Um, there's actually it's been peaked at eight hundred and twenty-five million dollars in January, and um, it's pretty amazing. So, I think five of the top ten most utilized DeFi apps are the leading providers um, for platforms. And we're probably going to see an increase in other types of DeFi's moving forward this year. It's probably going to be the year of DeFi's. Um, it's been really big the last uh, half of this year. It just keeps building mo- momentum. And then also um, you've got like Fidelity and JP Morgan. Um, they're looking at having some form of digital asset um, custody service. So they're trying to get their hand in the pot too. So we'll just have to see what happens. And uh, hopefully... Um, if you do get involved, you will be careful, be cautious, and uh, not put in any more money than you can afford to lose. That's it, folks. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm your host, Shane, with Mountain Crypto. Over and out.